Welcome to the podcast. We're street smart, business smart, all kinds of smart people share their insights into the world of marketing, career journeys, and personal growth. So sit back and prepare to get enlightened with your host, Adam Posner. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast where I bring you the best and brightest from the world of business, marketing, and personal growth to help you harness your inner tenacity and drive your career forward. Over the past 19 episodes, I've had HR pros, thought leaders in cultural transformation, and seasoned recruiters, but I have not had anyone on who is currently within their career journey specifically, nor have I had someone on who's continued to fight the good fight daily. And my guest today is that dude, Joe Gill. I was immediately drawn to my next guest as I could relate to him directly having fought my own career battles over the past 15 years. And like him, I've been made, laid off multiple times and I've had to dig down deep to harness my tenacity. And my dude, Joe Gill, is all tenacity. We found ourselves in the same LinkedIn combos, sometimes aligned and other times having good spirited debates over various topics. And lately, Joe has been putting out almost daily content around social media best practices, being authentic, and something that hits super home to me, really close to me, is always adding value, or as Joe says, being a valuancer. Valuancer, I love it, absolutely do. So after five layoffs and surviving thyroid cancer, Joe believes you can overcome anything with resilience, perseverance, and blue collar work ethic. He's a social media consultant for his agency, Valuancer, and he is one part storyteller, one part mad scientist, and one part detective. That's, that's a lot of parts. These traits and skills, help solve their client's social media ROI mysteries. And in his free time, Joe enjoys long walks on the beach. <laughs> Joe enjoys spending time with his family, drinking craft beer and being a Star Wars nerd and loving concerts, something that I hold close to me. Joe is a real deal, salt of the earth and speaks from the heart and continues to fight the good fight daily. I love his never say die attitude, both personally and professionally. And I'm pumped to have him on the show today to talk about his career journey. Joe, Gil, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. And wow, what an intro. That's like, I love the intros. <laughs> wow, good Lord. I mean, I feel like uh, coming out on stage, like, like they announced Kiss. Exactly. Know? I can do this for you for job interviews, man. I'm going to come up and be like your, your hype man. Whenever you come in for an interview, I'm like, no, no, no. Joe's not ready yet. Joe's not ready to go. Get let me pyro. And then like, we'll do smoke and some fucking pyro and get that shit going. <laughs> so Joe, why don't, why don't we start and give my tribe a little bit of your origin story? I think it's super important to take us back um, and, and kind of lay the groundwork for what we're about to talk about. Origin stories. It sounds like uh, something from X-Men, but yes, this is great. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, I am a 46 year old guy, graduated college in 95 and marketing before the internet. Right. So that was the old school stuff. One of my first projects was, what logo do you like? The new Patriot logo, the uh, flying Elvis or the old one. So I always liked uh, marketing. I always got something I always enjoyed, you know, the visual part, uh, components of it. Uh, and then, you know, doing customer service at the beginning of my career, doing sales and really learning the whole ecosystem. I probably got a job in marketing back mm -hmm. in 03, um, which is great, right? Moved up the ladder. It was something that I really, you know, really showed my stuff. And before you know it, uh, you know, mergers happen. And, um, I got, I got the old, uh, my boss comes in crying. She came in crying and telling me, you know, Joe, there's a merger. We, we might have to let you go. I'm going to try to fight for you and all this. And I'm like 30 years old. I'm like, okay, uh, crazy. So 
and then go to that meeting and my name's not on the uh, org right. chart and it begins my first layoff and um you know at 30 yeah 30 years old and then everything started crumbling around me you know uh, relationship and parents split up all kinds of stuff so midlife crisis at 30 i think <laughs> you know oh. um but what i learned from that first experience man was not what to do like i i went out and got drunk and spent money and just did stupid stuff because i didn't know how to deal with it it was depressing i mean i'm not gonna lie to you right um but everything else but what was good like i said what i learned from that experience was not things not to do anymore when if it happened again and sure enough it did um i left one job uh that was probably stable but wasn't really my wheelhouse wasn't the industry i really wanted to be in got a job in sports i was like okay here we go this is what i love right and uh my boss got another position and then the one person who ended up being my boss that didn't like me laid me off for somebody that you know had let half the experience and all that and what was good about it in a way was that i had the, the clients of the company were like why'd you let him go why'd you let joe go i don't understand he helped he was great because i was doing events and so forth he, you know anything we needed he was on top of stuff he made us feel like at home but at the end of the day for your clients that's what matters right right no, um, of course yeah, it's it's been it's been a journey for you, man. I mean, it, we 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 talk about this a lot. It's 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 tough. It's a it's a it's a vicious cycle when you get your hopes up and 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 you love the job that you're in, and then you let go for various reasons, and and whether oh, yeah. it be performance, whether it be downsizing, and we talk a lot about that that mental state. And you know, I've talked about it a little bit too. You know, in my career before pivoting into recruiting, I think I had three or four times when when I've been let go or I've been downsized or and being fired, which I talk about all the time. And it's that mental state that you're in, where you're at your lowest, but you need to be at your best. You know, the job search is the hardest job. Um, you'll you'll ever have so I oh, usually yeah. see I usually save this question for the end But I, I want to start off with this. You know What what was your biggest career failure and what did you learn from it? Oh, that's a good question um, Failure, I mean, I don't like to look at them as failures, man. I think they're all learning experiences to be honest with you They're part of your journey um, I, If you want to say I would say after the first time I got laid off that I didn't handle it right or I guess there's no There's no manual how to handle it, right? There's no, no way to really handle it at that point, I was single, no kids or anything. So, and it still sucked really bad, right? Because you go through like your self worth. What did I do wrong? Denial. It's questioning just, yourself. You beat the Monday, shit out Monday morning quarterback all day long, right? And everybody says, you know, business isn't personal. Well, that's horseshit because it is. I I completely it's very personal. It's very personal. I got I got laid off from a job with thirty people from an agency because we lost our big account a week before Christmas. I know. I, and I was that. like, fucking assholes couldn't wait. Till early January, you had all these people that were excited for the holidays and they just, you know, spent all the money on, on gifts and they were excited to see their family. And, you know, you could compartmentalize all you want and you could try to put on that happy face. But especially around the holidays, it's hard. Dude, my uh, fourth layoff, I got to keep track, fourth. He's holding um, up the four, four fingers for all yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, fourth um, one. The third one was kind of a startup, which things happen. That was fine. The boss tried to help me. He was awesome. So we, and he's brought me on to other gigs, right? So he was great. The fourth time they laid us off on Good Friday. Um, bad Friday. We call that. We'll call that Bad Friday. Yeah, Bad Friday. You know, you gotta love when they put you in a room and they put the other people who are not getting let, let go in a room and they don't let you say bye to people. What the? And they just throw you a box and say get out. That's know? just zero empathy. That's just that's just terrible. Yeah, that you know, it's the same place where uh, you know I end up getting cancer. You know that when I was there and uh, 
they said, you know, the uh, the CEO said, uh, it's not my fault he got cancer. So that was nice. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. That was a good one. My boss. You know, and I, I believe in karma and, you know, what things are going to happen to people and their companies that do it the right way. Um, just side note, I, when I got fired from Vayner, it was on April 1st. It was on April Fool's Day. So for me. was a joke? I, well, I knew it wasn't a joke. The joke, oh, okay. the joke was on me, Joe. And and I and it's funny. Up until a couple of years ago, April first has always been kind of like a dark day for me. And then I think it was this year. I finally said, you know what? I'm going to celebrate it. I'm going to celebrate it as the day that my lowest point became my highest point and, and got me to where you know I am today. So let, let's talk about this. So let's talk about going back to your lowest moment. You know, it, one of those pivotal points when you're out of work and you you were you were down. Like you know, how'd you keep your head in the game and how'd you bounce back from that, man? What, talk about that tenacity. Talk about that mindset that you were in for everybody. Well, the first, <clears throat> excuse me, the first thing you got to do is uh, honestly, man, not be afraid to get help. I mean, at 30 years old, when everything started crashing around me, man, I got, I, I got a therapist. I'm not ashamed to say it. I've been going for 19 years, man, and it's something that is the system you got to have in place because, like I said, I've had four layoffs since then and cancer. So there's a lot going on, right? Um, is like I said, after the second time, when I got laid up the second time, I didn't try. I didn't get down on myself. I got an opportunity to write for a sports blog. I started building my social media, uh, you know, expertise. Really immerse myself into something new. I try to recreate, rebrand myself that second time because I learned from the first time not what to do. Right. So I was able to keep my mind busy. So I remember every day I was out my, you know, I had to move back home. All this stuff. And I sit in the screenhouse summer days just writing and just learning how to write and put together content, you know, uh, build up uh, online networks and communities. And then before you know it, dude, I created like a, a digital marketing conference for sports awesome. bloggers and uh, media members in Boston. So that just kept me going, right? So I just reinvented myself. And ever since then, it's not, like I said, I don't look at that like it's a bad thing. I look at it it's like it's an opportunity now. Right. To better myself. So... I, I learned a lot from the dark days and I, I refuse to ever go back there again. Yeah. And, and, and it's interesting too. You hit on two points I kind of want to talk about here. And, and the first one is mental health and I'm not going down the mental health path right now. We're going to have some guests in the future to really talk about that who are experts, but the, it, it's important to have that self-awareness about having your head in the game because it could very easily go down a path mm -hmm. of, you know, substance abuse or other depression. Right. And that's only going to turn into, you know, that, that rabbit hole, that, that endless cycle um, of negativity. And you really have to lift yourself up and surround yourself with the right people. And one way to do that that I found, and I can certainly speak to this personally, and you just hit on it, is having that process. And for me, when I was out of work, I treated it like a job. I knew that I had responsibilities. I had a family to take care of. So I made it my business to get up shower, get dressed and leave my house or leave my apartment and take myself out of there and really set it up as a process. And today what I'm going to do is I have a checklist. Today I'm going to accomplish X, Y, and Z. I'm mm -hmm. going to follow up with these people and have that system in place to really help you in, in, your, in, your, in your job search. So tell everyone here, like, you know, what, what are some of the processes and steps that you did that you found successful that you could share? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I just try to re learn something new, right? Just try to, you know, recreate myself, rebrand myself, if you will. I know those are kind of buzzwords now, but I mean, honestly, I did. I mean, that's what I had to kind of do because I, I transitioned from event marketing to digital marketing because I just saw it was the thing to get into. That was, a, that's where the future was going in marketing. It just read books, dude, sign up for e-newsletters, continually fed my brain, right? Feed your, right. Feed your mind. And, and, you know, and hone your skills and just get in front of people and, and communicate and network. So before LinkedIn is where it's at now, I was doing this eight years ago, seven years ago on yeah. Facebook or 
what you have to, you. You had to find where people were and connect with them. There, there was people, there was a time before the internet. There was a time before, I mean, <laughs> jo, Joe and I lived that. And, and it's interesting too. I think that I learned so much about myself, my organizational abilities. And, and that's where I really found my tenacity that I'm able to apply now. It was during those dark times that I found my strengths. And it's crazy to think about that. You know, yeah. being able to stay strong and take your punches. And, you know, I, I think, Joe, that you're certainly a, a testament to this, that all those punches that you have taken have built up that callus that have only made you stronger. Yeah, I know, I, yeah, I know it sounds like Hallmark moment kind of thing, but no, I mean, it's true. It's not like, after school special people. For, 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 you know, <laughs> my, you know, one of my recent positions, it was going through a lot of bad stuff at work and it was just really taking its toll on me mentally, anxiety attacks, taking, you know, getting angry, bringing it home with you, but it had nothing to do with your family, right? Um, but what I learned from that, what I ended up doing at the same time is I tried to create my brand on LinkedIn at the same exact time because I knew there was no future. So if you see something coming around the corner, like if you see the trouble on the horizon, don't wait for it to come down on you. Nope. Like try to be as active as you possibly can to get out of it. Like being in my mid forties, we're almost the same age, right? It's not as easy. A couple of years. I mean, don't make me seem so old, man. <laughs> it's not as easy getting gigs anymore, man. Corporate America. I think it's, ageism a, young, is it's real. a young person's game. And, yeah. and that's something too. Ageism is real people. And I speak to that from, from personal experience as a recruiter. I've seen it. I don't practice it. I give everyone a fair opportunity based on their skill sets. I give everyone a fair fight, but there are, it's real and especially in this digital world where you know you have to joe's point i think he's kind of alluding to this you have to keep your game strong because the competition is fierce you have to keep your chops up and that's something i admire about you joe you, you're keeping at it and you're practicing so let's 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 switch gears here for a minute and talk about that so you're a social media marketing pro and you leverage that to create a pretty unique personal brand on linkedin which i absolutely love and you weave in your own personality star wars you know all the boston sports teams bruins bullshit and all that <laughs> we, we fought on, on sports teams, you know, I'm a, I'm a Giants yeah. fan and we seem to be the uh, yeah, Patriots, but it seems like LinkedIn is a natural platform for you to shine. How have you embraced it and talk to people a little bit about how you found success on LinkedIn? So, you know, I think it's, I think it's twofold actually. I mean, when I first got on eight, uh, beginning of 18, I, it was like wild, wild west. It was just like all these people trying to help each other in collaboration, which I still think there's an element to that, but now it's so congested, I think, uh-huh. that like first, I did. Not, I just did a video about not getting like I, I'm. I do LinkedIn to try to build my personal brand. It's not all about getting leads, but at the end of the day, we have to. Put food it's business. It's business. Yeah. yeah, it's it's business development, and I wasn't getting any. And I'm like, and everybody says it's funny, man. It's like don't compare yourself. I go social media. Unfortunately, that's all you do, it's, because you know it's not healthy. It's not good, but unfortunately, you, you, that it's. Like back in the day when there's no internet, you didn't know what everybody else was doing because you didn't know. Right, but now you can see every. Now it's all out there. You can see everyone's likes. You can see their engagement, and you, and you say, what What am I doing wrong? Why does this person? I'm not going to drop names. Have so many likes. What am I doing wrong? Like I'm being authentic. I'm putting myself out there. I'm right. following the rules, and that and that's what hurts me, man. Like you know, I I put a lot of time and effort, and I believe in the process, and I believe that I want to go after an authentic, genuine audience. Right. No, I mean, that, like I do my raw and real. I think you've probably seen that. I just yeah, go bullshit, it. man, because life's too short, and I know it firsthand. <laughs> it's too short, and if you ruffle mm-hmm. feathers, I, I get. I mean, honestly, I've got good reception from it um, because I don't think as many people talk about the bad days. You should because you're human. You're not a robot. Everything's not right. I, I like to call it everything's not unicorns and cotton candy, man. It's not all happy. It's not all good. Except for my seven-year-old daughter, man. 
Oh, she, yeah. Unicorn glitter. So let's talk about a, a, a term that I absolutely love is value answer. Sure. What, what does that mean? So how it came about was, uh, you know, probably Quentin alums, you know, Q, right? So when she I first was my got, first guest. Yeah, I heard that. Number one great, on the podcast, yep. Great addition. Uh, I listened to that. It was awesome. Um, so what happened was he was talking about probably, this was almost a year ago, July, um, about everybody thinks there's a guru, they're experts, they're all these labels, right? Right. Influencer. But I said to him, it just came to me. I know I go, man, you bring value. It's not all about your influence because if you didn't bring value, you wouldn't have influence. It's like that's the byproduct of. So then exactly. it, just, it just clicked with me. And then I just started using it on posts and on comments. Everybody's like, what's this word? This word's awesome. It's great. And then I got, you know, I had a really bad day at work back in the uh, 4th of July. And uh, the next morning, man, I, it was like an epiphany. It was the worst thing. I got up, saw a post. You know, don't wait for opportunity, make it, you know. And then uh, one of my connections down in Australia is like, Joe, you have to copyright this word. This is going to be a big deal. And I did, right? I went out there and I filled out the paperwork. Oh, good. Calls, copy, you know, trademark the word, I should say. Uh, got all the social media channels, you know, the domain name, all that stuff, right? Nice. And now it's just kind of like people associate that word with me. And if you go on Google and type it in, I almost own most of that real estate. That's company. awesome, man. Yeah, it's one of those things, again, I was like, talking about, you know, don't wait for stuff to happen because it's not going to happen. You're going to make it happen. Yeah, and it's so interesting, too. So I made this observation yesterday, and especially on the LinkedIn platform, there, there's two types of influencers. And I'm not to say what's right and what's wrong. Right. There are the influencers that are genuinely adding value and building up an organic following influencing and i'm hoping that's the path that i'm going down and then there are the folks that go out there with the intention of being an influencer to monetize it and i'm not saying that's wrong because i think that's the world we live in um you know being a, a monetized influencer but i think there's a a, a value a balance to both and i think it really comes down to authenticity and i think authenticity is what shines through and i think we could see through a lot of the bullshit of people that are out there that are either creating content for vanity for for monetizing, whether they're trying to build a, you know, a coaching business, a legitimate coach, whatever it is. Right. And I, and I see a lot of that, right? And I'm a native New Yorker and I want to call fucking bullshit on that. Right. But, uh, but, but the other part of me is I'm not going to sit here and call people out on LinkedIn. I'm not a troll. I don't want to be doing that all day. There's yeah, right. a place for that. And I also believe in karma and, and I'm not going to put my time into that. It's more valuable. Yeah, I know that it's going to shine. And I know that the true people that are authentic and real are going to come to the surface. And those are the ones that are going to have longevity. Let's talk about the word authentic. What does the word authentic mean to you, Joe? I mean, it, it, it's just who you are, man. I mean, I just think uh, I've always been kind of a, since I might, you know, I was kind of always a straight shooter. People have told me like when I first met you, because I talked a lot, you know, Boston guy, animated guy. So, like, I couldn't, couldn't stand you. But then as I got to know you, I loved you. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things, right? Um, I just think they're now with social media, I think the you know, being genuine, if you're really genuine, authentic, it shines through. And if you're bullshit, people sniffing them all away. You know what I mean? I think that's, you know, that's what's going on like that. If you saw that documentary in the fire festival they had, that was on Netflix. Amazing, dude. That's one of my favorites, dude. And I had friends that were there, man. I can tell you some stories. Oh, really? Them. Okay. I had friends that were, there were sub promoters and they, they were there and they, they actually turned it into like, kind of, what was that show? Lost meets um, like Big the Brother. One, yeah. With the, the one we have to you're stranded on the beach and you got to survive survivor. The one yeah. where you have to survive called survivor. Right. 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 And they, they actually did it. And they, they went to the place pig Island and they literally just camped down on the beach for a couple of days. And they were like, 
dude, it was amazing. But that's how you turn, you know, lemons into lemonade. So getting, yeah, you know, kind of, kind of getting back to it. I think, I think you and I are aligned on, on what it means. We're, you know, keeping it real. And I think we could see that shit. I think that the Boston and New York people, we have that grit and we see through it and it's crystal clear and we move on. Let, let's take this to a positive note here to date. What's your, what's your greatest, you know, professional accomplishment? Man, it sounds like I'm in an interview. Because I am. Call it that, man. Oh, uh, God. You're good. You're good. You're, I can tell you're in talent acquisition. Um, accomplishment? Getting, you know, you know, getting the uh, strength and just, uh, it, it just make, you know, leaving a bad right. situation on my own accord. Right? Because I wasn't going to let that situation, like, because I know that I put in the effort and so forth, and I did everything I had to do for that particular corporation. And I put it in the, and then it was just a political thing and multiple different things. I was not going to let them dictate to me how I was going out. So I took the bull by the horns. I went to a person that believed in me who hired me and, and I, I laid it on the table and I was able to, you know, get out Fuck um, you, man. on my own terms. Right. Even though under guys and all that stuff about, for, you know, from their side, but I refused to get, cause I know like I put the effort in. Usually if stuff goes bad at work, a lot of people just mail it in. That's not me. This is my blue collar work ethic. I, nope. I, you know, you're paying me. I owe you that because you're paying me. You don't have to pay me. I it's don't have code. to. It's called loyalty, man. It's called doing things the right way. Right. And, I, and, you know, that's to me to a fault because everybody's, again, back to the business is not personal. That's bullshit. We're people. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, we're, 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 we're not robots. So, Joe, two questions that I ask every guest to wrap up the sure. show. What is your superpower? And I know you could probably give us some pretty interesting ones, and I'm not talking about superheroes, superpowers, your spidey sense, you know, but what, what is your superpower that makes you different than everyone else? My neighbor said this to me not too long ago. He goes, Joe, you bring people together. That's honestly, like there've been people like on two streets right next to each other that never met, but they met because of me. Because I just like being around people. I bring people together. I want to help people out. I just feel that that's something that we need more of in this world, man. I think LinkedIn is a good place. I've collaborated with a lot of good people and like yourself and that people that generally want to help each other because I just think there's too much bad shit in the world that we just need to be there for each other because that's right. that sounds sappy, but it's true, man. It's, it's a lot going on. I, I hear you, dude. So for me, and, 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 and this is where, really, where, where this question comes from, you know, I'm, I'm going to ask you about your North Star. And, and for me, I... I didn't know to look for my North Star. I didn't really know what my North Star was. I wasn't focused on my North Star until I was at my lowest. And I needed to look up and I needed to find that rock, that root that really pulled me up and, and everything that I do in life. And for me, that's my family. And, and, and Joe Gill, what, what is your North Star? Well, I, I, have to say, I have to say the same thing. I mean, like my two heroes, my mother, and my wife. I mean, that's, you know going to get all emotional and stuff. Talk to them. Box of tissues. I sent them but, in advance. Yeah, but, you know, that, I mean, my wife's gone through, like, you know, you, when you love, when you marry someone, you love them thick and thin, but sometimes you're like, uh, you know, the person that's putting the other person through the stuff, not like you're doing, you know what I mean? Uh, it's <laughs> like, geez, how much can they put up with? Like, holy shit. They must really love me. <laughs> right, they, stick, they stick with you through, through thick and thin. Joe Gill, this was awesome. It's everything that, I expected in a lot more, Good. you know, the goal is to really tell people you're not alone out there and we're with no you. We've been through this shit and it sucks, but we're all in it together. And, you know, we, we want to give people the, the tips, the mindset they need to pull themselves up. So closing thoughts here, the job search is the hardest job you will ever have period. 
Not only does it affect you financially, but the mental impact is significant and it takes a toll, not just on you, but your loved ones. You question your self-worth, your skills, asking, you know, am I good enough? Why aren't they calling me back? What did I do wrong on the interview? What could I do to do better? And later on the top of external stresses like family, spouses, kids, keeping it together for them, showing good face, it really comes down to finding that inner tenacity. And if you don't have it, digging down deep to look to your North Star and pull yourself up. Everyone has a North Star. You just got to recognize it and harness its unlimited power. Success in the job search comes down to having the right attitude and fortitude, being able to push through when things seem bleak at their lowest and knowing that it can only get better and keep pushing forward and never stop. And my guest today, Joe, is one of millions who have struggled or are struggling in their search. Let him be a shining example of the right attitude and just how to do things right. And I hope he inspired you as he has inspired me. Joe. I want to be a value answer. What value could I bring to you, Joe? Uh, you did, man. You just let me voice my story. That's all that matters. And that's it. That's pretty simple. That's awesome, man. And where can folks connect with you? And Joe, you're sure. currently on the job search. Is Joe looking for a job? Joe has uh, a job. Yeah, Joe is uh, still one foot in entrepreneurship and one foot going back. So I'm still, you know, like I said, it's not always uh, clear cut. But you can find me. Uh, Valueinsert.net is my website. You can find me at uh, value Winter on Twitter, on Facebook, and also uh, Joe Gill 88 on LinkedIn. That's awesome. And I'm going to have all the links there again. Joe, thanks for joining me. I greatly appreciate it. I mean, this was awesome. Dude, let's, let's keep the lines of communication open. Oh, yeah. Just keep it going, man. I think there's a lot of synergy up here, even though you're a Sox fan. Actually, the, so the Red Sox are my, my American uh, team. I mean, we I'm, all, I'm mostly, mostly Patriots and uh, Bruins, but uh, like I said, we'll play the Giants this year. So I, can't, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Tom Brady fan, but that's about it. So <laughs> let's wrap it up. And everyone listening, you know, thank you for joining us today on the podcast. Please be sure to follow us on all the social media channels below. Subscribe, comment, and network. And remember, take your online, offline. Joe, thanks for joining us and everyone listening. Take care and be in touch and stay tuned next week for another amazing episode of the podcast. Wisdom is forever, but for us, it's time to go. Thank you for joining us. Luckily, we'll be back with our next episode jam-packed with more incredible humans. For more info, please visit www.nhptalentgroup.com.